big guest in the in the studio uh, for the start of seven o'clock. He is normally in the kitchen, but now he's in the big house. So big, he's even wearing his sunglasses in the studio. Captain <laughs> K, Kieran Bingham, good morning, how are you? Yes, I'm very well, boys. Uh, I was expecting a sleep in today, but look, I've had to had to come off, got the promotion. But uh, look, I'll just set the scene for you, Izzy. You're not here, you're, you're in your Christchurch studio. Out the front of the studio, there's a massive sign saying, please enter with caution. If you do wish to enter this booth, please wear some form of eye protection because the bleach in Tony Kemp's here. My word, my eyes are stinging. And that's not from being awake so early. No, good morning, boys. I'll take these off, Kempy. It's so annoying how good he looks. But anyway, one thing that was looking better... The Silver Ferns, how good to be back in the winner's yeah. circle. Oh, wee. Mate, that, was a, that was a game that went to and fro and to and fro. I mean, I was mm. I was looking at it and it was like, I think the Aussies went in the second quarter, went on a run of seven goals in a row, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. But then the Silver Ferns put nine together in a row. It was like, it was just back and forth. It was, you know, uh, I don't think I've seen a game like it between those two teams that it swung as heavily as that. It's, it's It was genuinely a back and forth game, but it was one of those games that until probably the fourth quarter, you had no idea who was going to win because yeah. you're so right, Rick. It was literally swings and roundabouts for these two teams. Uh, the, the Diamonds would go up seven and I'd think, here we go. We're going to bed. We haven't scored in five minutes' time. And then all of a sudden we string three or four goals together. The the lead for Aussies back to two. They hit the panic button. New Zealand go on a run of nine. You know, so it was it was one of those back and forth games that that you really do want to be watching because, you know, it's sort of, you get you get all of the emotions of thinking, oh, no, here's a blowout for the Australians. And then you go, my, my, hang on, the Silver Ferns could win by five here. And then they claw it back and, and go into that fourth quarter, which was a genuine battle. It's it's what you want those three quarters to set up for in, in international netball, no matter who you're a fan of. Grace Nowicki, Kez, yes. uh, 34-36. She obviously we saw glimpses in Test 2. Test three at uh, Robin Broughton Arena in Invercargill, mate. Were you impressed with her? So impressed with her. Um, she's, I, th- I think she's still got a long way to go in terms of her recovery and, and really just uh, solidifying herself again in the black dress. It wasn't actually all that long ago that we that we saw her. It was only at the World Cup, which was well, we had a few months ago, but, but jeepers, it feels like quite a long mm. time. And when you compare that to how many games the Ferns have played in between, it really seems like we started to hit rock bottom. And when Grace came on last week in, in that second game and when we were still in Australia it just sort of to, it just sort of happened to unlock everything out on the court and we saw the mid-quarters like Mila Riri Buchanan these these players that weren't necessarily in and around the World Cup squad and haven't played so much with grace but as soon as she came on it was like we can see again you know and, and lightning quick balls go straight back into where we're used to seeing that uh, and, and it was just refreshing to see what it is but I, I think Grace has got a long way to go in terms of uh, adjusting with these mid-quarters and, and I feel like every six months when I come on the show to talk about netball I say we've got a new midcourt in the Silver Ferns but that's just the way that, that the cookie's crumbling at the minute. Gina Crampton's taken uh, another sabbatical uh, to go over and spend time with, with Fussy, her partner up in New York. He's playing for rugby uh, over there and uh, we've got a few other midcourters that are just sort of missing out on action right now. So it's a brand new midcourt trying to adjust to Grace Wickey. Grace Wickey disappears you know, and then we get this Amelia Wormsley who people are saying uh, is a carbon copy of Grace Wickey. I'm just not sure that she is. She's got more complete a, different more skills. More of an Irene, isn't she? You're right, and she she is. She's got uh, Grace. The thing with Grace is that Grace can jump, and and being six three, you don't really need to necessarily jump in netball. But what what Grace does is just really brings another level of confidence to the ferns, and and it was so refreshing to see that last night. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, do you think the rivalry between Australia and New Zealand is probably in netball the 
the best it's ever been? And how much did the the Robin Broughton, um, I guess the recon, recognition, uh, recognition of Robin Broughton, who passed away in September, play in that win last night? Because it was pretty special. I'll start. I'll start with the question about Rob because Rob was so special to to not only netball in New Zealand but netball across the world. And we've got a lot of Kiwis, just similar to rugby boys, a lot of Kiwis that go overseas to to an England or, or to another country like a Jamaica and etc. Robbie's going to live forever in netball. The 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 way that she evolved the game, especially down there in the south, and we know how passionate Southland fans are. Uh, so Surrounding netball, and and she's really uh, uh, touched so many players' hearts, especially these these players that you know we're seeing are going overseas and, and sort of uh, releasing all of Robbie's secrets out to the world and, and enhancing the world of netball. But these players definitely would have risen to that occasion. Uh, it was it was spine tingling. I mean, I was only at home, but watching the uh, tribute to Robbie when they were all lining up, Jeep has got my uh, tears watering. Yeah. And I never met her, you know, but that just shows how much of an impact she's had on the netball world. And and when you get uh, the, the special occasion to, to pay tribute to someone, someone as special who has touched your heart, you know, who has helped the ones come up before you, who have now helped you go on. It's it's a really beautiful thing. And you can see it out there, a few players trying to hold it back. And, and then once they come out on court, the, it was actually the Ferns who got the hot start. So I think that did play a long way in the build-up. And, and if there's one team who really takes those things on board, it is still the Ferns. In terms of your Constellation Cup question, Kempi, I don't think it's the, the best it's ever been. Mm. Uh, and, and I say that because I think... The, the two teams are constantly evolving, right? But w- what what I grew up on watching the Constellation Cup was New Zealand and Australia are your dominant forces, right? And they're going head to head. But what I'm seeing now is, is especially around world netball, there are so many teams that, that can come up and we've seen it. that can beat us and that can beat Australia. I know they've had their hot run, but I think in, until we get cemented again as those one and two uh, countries are undisputed, that's when we'll see the best of the best out of the Constellation Cup. What do you think? You know, the best of the best, sick is Well, best on the court last night was Kelly Jury. Nine deflections and two intercepts, mate. Uh, she's been consistently good over the last couple of years, hasn't she? She has. She is just phenomenal. She's won the ANZ Premiership MVP two times in the last three years. She's just, she just plays out of her skin, but she's one of those players that if she's not getting deflections, she's not getting tips, you don't really notice her. But that, that just shows the quality of her. She's like, uh, this is going to freak you out probably, Ricardo, because this is how I try and explain a Kelly Jury to, to football fans. All right, mm. Kelly Jury to me is like Messi. All right, and wow. it's in the way that she scans the court. It's not what she necessarily does on the ball. She can't dribble the netball, obviously, right. but yeah. it's it's the way that Kelly uses her eyes, and she is so deceptive. When she's got a holding shooter up against her, like uh, like we saw uh, last night against Australia, she's able to to go around and cover Phoenix Karaka and cover the wing defence position, but also be able to recover on a shooter. And mm. you sort of sit there, and I had to rewind Kelly Jury quite a few times and just watch how on earth has she done that? She's one of the most underrated defenders mm. I think in the world. Um, but but Dagger, I'll tell you what, this is a little bit nerdy of me, but during the Ferns game, I like to break down the quarter by quarter, all right? And in the first quarter, Kelly Jury was my MVP, undisputed. Quarter two, Tiana Matsudo was the uh, my MVP. Quarter three, this is a bit embarrassing, but I'm claiming Jamie Lee Price is my Ferns MVP. And then uh, quarter Should four, it was, it was Kelly Jury. But if I just look at this notebook here, Dagger, I've just got Jury, 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 Jury six times, and I've only just like you know glazed over the page so but that's that's where I think uh, the, the ferns definitely have their strong senses in their defensive circle we saw Phoenix Karaka, um that constant 
Netball World Cup pairing uh, obviously fees the the new vice captain off the ferns. So exciting times for her. But I think that's sort of the one place where we where we need to really lock down that combination of whether it is uh, Kelly Jury or Phoenix Carter because we've got these fantastic individuals that you chuck on on any team in the world and they're starting. But just in the Silver Ferns team, we just can't seem to figure out who our best pairing is because we've got arguably four of the best defenders in the world. It's just who gels together two and two. Kez, we've got 16 points, points differential separating uh, Australia and New Zealand. We are 2-1 in this Constellation Cup. Can we head to Auckland and do the unthinkable and win this game by 17? Yes. But will we? <laughs> Probably not. Let's just be real. Um, it's 16 goals. It's a huge, huge lead to get. And, and, and going off what we've seen with, with this Diamonds team over the past uh, three games is that they don't give up. And uh, like I thought, boys, look, the, the, the run that the Ferns went on in that second quarter going on a nine-goal in a row run, I think that sort of shows, you know, uh, how strong Australia are to fight back from that and take the lead once again, uh, only to lose it. But look, I I think it's going to be close again. I think the Ferns can definitely win. Playing in New Zealand has just got such a special... Uh, feel to, to both of these teams and we saw it last year in the Constellation Cup we won both the New Zealand legs went over to Australia and lost both of those so it could be a little Uno reverse card we lose the two Aussie games we come here and we beat them in two but I, I, Lord, Dagger, I think we take this as a win uh, genuinely you know it's, it's Australia who are in arguably some of the best form they've ever been in they're, they're, the, they're going around with their Thanos what do you call it infinity gauntlet yeah. taking all the stones out, out of the world so well, uh, well here's, here's, here's something for you kids just to give you a little bit of faith because it has been done before um, when the Kiwis went out in Carl Park when they'd lost the first two two games by they got robbed in the second test by a forward pass from Gary Jack to John Rebo they should have won that one at Carl Park they came out they won 18 nil in the last test at Carlo Park, say it can be done. So you get one goal, one one point per goal in netball, and you get four <laughs> in rugby league. So it's a little bit easier. I'll just yeah, but you've got to run, you gotta run, you gotta run <laughs> through and get smashed in rugby league. And you've got to get the ball so down the other end of the court. Points no, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying it's not possible. I literally started with yes, Gibby, so I don't feel like, no, well, you need to come out and take me out at the knees, like your vintage move. But look, I, 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 look, I said yes, we can do it. Will they do it? Look, flip a coin then, dang it, because Tony Kemp, chief, should we make another no, bet? No, they won't. They <laughs> won't Is this an opportunity points. to make another bet? Yes, do it. Do it. 16 points on the netball court is a hell of a lot, particularly against the... The diamonds. I cannot see that happening. Are you going to take sixteen? Um, mate, awesome. Uh, if no, they I'm if not. they do it, I'll, I'll go even blonder than Kempe. Wow. Yeah, if they do it, clip that. Kempe, if they do it, I'll shave my head off, and I will pierce my nose. Okay, good. Double good. trouble. Come, Come on, on, the silver birds. <laughs> um, Come on. Now, but if they do, don't. Oh, here we go. Kez is in this one, not me. No, no. Sorry, me and Dagger are a team dinner. on this one. No, oh, you got to cook me dinner. Okay. Anyway, anyway, kids, just it's quickly. It's a punishment Australian... for Digger as well. Sorry, It is. I've seen him cook. Sorry, Israel. Oh, the netball, the netball, Australian netball. They've gone through their own situation at the moment. Um, <laughs> is that going to be resolved? And then a two-prong question for you: Dame Lolene Tauriwa is signed till January. It's only a short extension. Mm. Will we see her going on past that? Oh, I love these double prong ones because I get to pick what one's easiest to answer first. I think I'll start with Australia, Dagger. And I think this sort of just shows, look how dominant Australia have been, the Diamonds. I mean, if you're just solely watching netball and you're not sort of following what's going on behind the scenes, 
you would have no idea uh, about how much trouble Australian netball is in, you know. They they just seem to put it all aside once they get out there on the court. And look, they, they had these same problems, Digger, going into the World Cup. And I, I think I went on air and said, look, I think Australia's going to have a shocker because of all this outside noise mm. and, you know, they don't know their future. What do they do? They sweep the whole tournament and win the World Cup. And then what do they do here? We're saying they're going to field a weak team. They've got no one under contract. I forgot that they still had their World Cup players under contract, so it doesn't necessarily matter. And in terms of Dame Nolly and Totoa, I, I think it will be her time in January. I think, I think hence why we didn't see her extend for longer uh, period. But I think, look, come January, we will have put all these series to bed. We'll have a little refresh. Um, and I think she'll start to hand it off. And, and look, uh, I hope there's not a follow-up of, of who do you think it's going to be because I, I simply have absolutely no idea. And, and, yeah, full credit to Dame Knowles. And I think January will be it for her. Yeah, I mean, Yvette Mickelson Jury would have been the obvious one, but she's kind of gone now and she's doing other things. Uh, on that, whose idea do you think it was for the contract to go in January? Because I wonder whether that was New Zealand netballs, particularly over the poor performance at the World Cup, Played a second string England team here, lost the first game of that one, been towed up by roughly 10 points a game over in Aussie. I mean, this was a must-win game last night, wasn't it, for mm. Dame Knowles? Otherwise, I mean, it could it could have been written off after the series. Yeah, I, uh, look, I, I think a lot of it would have... They, they definitely would have had uh, lengthy conversations between both uh, Dame Knowles and Netball New Zealand over her contract in January. I'm not 100% sure, so I'm just speculating when I say this. Do take that in mind. But, look, I do think a lot of it would have been down to Dame Nolan Totoa. And I think, look, I've sort of sensed for a wee while, and this is just myself personally, I've sensed for a wee while that her time was coming to an end and that has absolutely nothing to do with the performance on court. I think Dame Nolan Totoa will stop coaching the Silver Ferns when she has not much more to offer them in terms of uh, you know, skills out there on court, where they need to be as players, where they need to be as professionals is the most important one for me. But I think Dame Nolan is sort of trying to... Set set both Netball New Zealand and herself up for the future, and and this this January contract it was quite a weird one when I saw it because you're right it is not a not a long amount of time at all. But I think she would just would have looked at this group of players, looked at this World Cup campaign. It's a very transitional time for the Silver Ferns. I've s- spoken so much about the players that haven't returned post World Cup, didn't go to the World Cup, who retired at the end of the Premiership season. It's a very big transition period for the for the Silver Ferns, and I think if Dame Knowles was to to resign or or, or uh, leave at the end of her contract originally, I think she would have felt like she was doing this team wrong and, and taking this young side especially just through a few few months underneath her, you know, under her wing. So the process of finding a new coach isn't so difficult because, look, we, we can look at the recent form of the last eight games of the Silver Ferns and say, you know, is Dame Knowles up to it? Um, but but you just look at what she's been able to do and how she's been able to turn around the squad from, from you know, 2015 to, to winning the 2019 World Cup. What, what Dame Knowles has done has been so special and I think for her she's just looking at this group and, and thinking it's time for, for someone else to take on the challenge. Hey, Kez, just quickly before we let you go, mate, um, what mark has she left on this group and compared to previous coaches like Ruth Aitken, Yvonne Willering, Lois Murr, um, you are sorry, and uh, you know the coaching group that have been a part of the Silver Ferns. It's a very special question that one, Dagger, and and this has sort of been one of my favourite things about following the career, uh, especially with the Silver Ferns of Dame Nolly and Totoa. 
she has taken so much from all of these coaches and, and she's implemented uh, her style initially once she got into the group. But what she's done over the the, the course of, of her Silver Ferns coaching career is she's really tried to lock into to what has made Silver Ferns teams successful in the past and bringing in outsiders to come and offer their advice and sort of, I, I feel like Dame Knowles hasn't been a coach, she's been the world's greatest consultant. Yeah. You know, she just has it. She has a way where she's not like your regular coach in terms of drilling players. Go run to this cone and back, and go do this and that. She's really helped a lot of these players uh, grow uh, mentally. You know, and that's been her biggest impact on this group. Is and when you look back at Dame Nolan and Total as legacy, you can obviously say yes, we won the World Cup with her. We've won X, we've won Y, we've won Z. But I think she she's set up New Zealand uh, for the next for the next generation of netball and it's just been really unfortunate that at the end of her tenure a lot of these players have retired and things may not have gone the way that she's wanted but I think we will look back at Dame Dolly and Totoa uh, for, for many years to come and, and hold her at, at the at the highest regards uh, alongside, alongside some of those coaches Dagger but all of them are legends in their right I, I could never rank them uh, all together, but yeah, it's it's a very exciting time for the Silver Ferns, and I'm sure the next coach is going to do, if not more. I tell you what, whoever's going to go in there and look after media and communications has got a hell of a job on their hands, surely. Well, I'll tell you well. how much for free. <laughs> uh, that was so good, Keith. Thank you, bro. Love you, boys. Thank you. See you, see you on Monday.